1: And I went In to the, the year, year three thousand. Not has much has changed, changed but they, they live, live underwater. underwater. It's quite good singing, I think. Oh, me. oh, um,
2: that's what I go to school for. And no, that was McFly. No, it, no, that wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that was. was.
1: No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. I was just freaking you out. Oh, <laughs> you got
2: me. You got me. Oh, you got me. Ah. Oh, hey, so listeners, uh, you you probably, if you haven't guessed already, you probably are going to guess by our wicked harmonious. Harmonious? harmonus, Harmony. Hummus. Delightful. Harmonious. Oh, I love hummus. Eating a lot of hummus at the moment. Harmonious. I'm, not, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm keto at the moment. You are? Yeah, keto, ketogenic. Uh, cool. Yeah. Keto. I'm in ketosis right now. That's why I'm... <laughs> On such great, you're form. in who? Who are you in? in? Ketosis. You're ketosis. in. You're in ketosis. In, in ketosis. Yeah, who I'm. I'm, li- I'm fueling fueled <laughs> off fat, and I'm living off fat. No carbs.
2: No, living off the fat of the land, mice they're of living men. Off,
1: living off the fat of my kitchen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Listener, as I was saying before, you probably uh, noticed by our lovely singing that we have the wonderful, the legendary, the almighty. Matt Willis, on the podcast today. we're super excited for this. Matt is an absolute legend. He was in a band called Busted. Now, if you were growing up in the 90s, 2000s, if you weren't growing up in the 90s, they were in the 2000s, weren't they? Then, uh, then you'll know exactly who busted are. Well, I mean, they were
1: growing up in the 90s, but the, the band <laughs> wasn't together until... We were also Nautilus. growing up in the 90s, weren't we, yeah. Francis? Well, I, which band were you more into in the 90s? I think I, I, I was... Spice it, Girls. I
2: love Spice Girls. I was into Boyzone. Love yeah. that. So you like all the pop uh, pop bands? Yeah, first first CD or tape I ever bought was a Spice Girls one. Really, yeah. Well, that does not surprise me. Well, you should be surprised by my musical taste. Anyway, uh, we should probably intro the podcast, Francis. Ladies and
1: gentlemen, legend, musical legend <laughs> from Buston. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Why do you slip over your words every time? No, I said legend. Legend, super, Commer. musical legend. <laughs> I like full stop. Musical legend comma, busteds, Matt Willis, Woo! ladies and gentlemen. Woo! On the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy Listen this one. Listen it now. You'll love it. We'll love it. You'll it's love good. it. It's good. It's going to be. You'll love it. Stay tuned. <laughs> for, the, for the, for the actual watch, I thought it was quite a good question of the week. Enjoy the podcast. See you later. Bye-bye.
2: Hey, welcome back! You say this every single time that we you, you come onto
1: a podcast. You say welcome back. Yeah, because I'm welcoming welcoming back our regular listeners. Well, but
2: surely the polite thing to do would be welcome our guest first, rather than the listeners. The guest is far and more important.
1: Uh, well, we haven't introduced the guest yeah, yet. Well,
2: there you go. You shouldn't just shouldn't just go straight into saying hi to the listeners. Look,
1: so I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Matt Willis, <laughs> but the the listener, you know, it, which was, which is. You know, I refer to the collective listeners as the listener, you know, in the singular. I think they're very important to us. You know, we should treat them with respect. Wait, wait, Matt, have you, <laughs> are you Are you hearing? Are you reading <laughs> this? I, I feel.
0: I'm hearing. I didn't know whether, I didn't know whether or not I was supposed to answer. I was like, have I, am I in? Am I in? Am I out? Am yeah, I we're in.
2: We're in, baby. I mean, we, in? we We just made, we just made it really confusing. Okay. Hi. We, we hi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there we go. Because yeah, you're really still at the moment, Matt Willis, I think. <laughs> I am. Yeah. <laughs> hey Matt, you
2: probably have the same thing though. Do you have the same thing where okay with your with your bandmates, did you did you care more about the bandmates or care more about the, the, the fans? Because I definitely care more about the fans than my bandmate. I don't really care about Francis, if you know what I mean. Who did you care about more?
0: That's really tough. Um I mean It's a tricky one, it's, right? It's a, it's a tricky one because I love my bandmates. I love them to death, but they also drive me fucking mental. So it's like one of those kind of like, you know, they're wicked, but, you know, at the end of the day, without anyone buying anything, we're pretty fucked. So, yeah, you know, without the a, fans, band, so you guys are just fans. a bunch of
1: guys just like making yeah, noise,
0: ma- making noise in a garage. Yeah. It's not as anywhere near
1: as fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not as glamorous either. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. No.
2: <laughs> I, I, I totally, I totally know what you mean. Can I also, before we, before we actually kick things off, Matt, that I, my, if, my teenage self, if my teenage self knew that I was speaking to you right now, he'd be freaking the hell out. He'd be really, oh, really? going bananas because I was just a the oh mate, I was like the biggest fan. I was the still am the Were biggest fan. You really fan, I was like the biggest fan. Yeah, hugest. Oh. Hugest man. Fan. oh, great. oh but I think good. every sort
1: of teenager was a you know, he said that to... Um, to who? The Noise Next Door, too, so I don't know. <laughs> what?
0: The Noise Next Door? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking name I haven't heard in 20 years. Brilliant.
1: Absolutely
0: Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Do you, know do you
1: know? I actually lived down the road from the noise next door at one point in my life. I didn't live next door to them. Did you really? Yeah, and I know I I uh, used to used to drink with them back in the, back in the the noughties. Wait, hang on. Are you saying in the nineties you used to? No, the noughties. Oh, that's the two thousands, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. ever? Did you ever meet the de- the noise next door? <laughs> do you know, I'm
0: pr- I'm sure that we crossed paths with them at some point. They weren't very memorable, obviously. Basically, you
1: guys were like, you, you, you guys were like, you guys were like huge and they were like trying to be, <laughs> try, well, trying yeah. to be huge, like trying to be like Buster and McFly, right?
0: I suppose, t- I, t- I don't really remember. I, n- I remember I met someone, um, like, I, I think I know a guy called John McLaughlin who wrote their songs. I met him and I wrote with him before and um, I think he was in charge of that project. But, um, but yeah, that's all, that's all I know. I th- I'm, you know, they're, they're, I, they're, I can't remember any of their songs or anything, but I'm sure they were great guys. Yeah,
1: well, isn't one of them the noise next door? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> isn't one of them like self-titled? Like, <laughs> they're just singing hey. about them. That's so noisy. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Actually, that's just so much. Why the fuck? Why didn't, why didn't we ever have a self-titled yeah. song? Can't believe yeah. we didn't do that. Busted! We didn't ever have a song called Busted. That's a uh, we missed a trick there. Hey, well we can we yeah. can we can Busted, write that with you. That's a real if you
1: like.
0: Yeah, great, great, great. That's next album, first single. That is right there.
2: <laughs> but Matt, you know, for all of the listeners who who don't know who you are, and I don't know why they wouldn't know, but they don't know who you are, uh, you're in a band called Busted, and Busted were, you yeah. know, you know, especially when I was in my teenage, so the, so exactly the early noughties, they were just the biggest band out there, for sure, or, uh, you know, every sort of teenager plus and above in the world, uh, you know, especially in the UK, were just listening to you guys, but also the thing is, is that you guys were super young at the same time, and that, and I, I think that kind of fame at like that age, must have been so intense to deal with, especially being a performer and things like that. Because how old were you when you guys started Busted?
0: Uh well, me and James started the band when we were 16. We just left, we'd just done our GCSEs and we started that summer. So it was kind of um we were 16, but we didn't get signed until we were 18. So we had two years of kind of writing songs in bedrooms and stuff. And then we um and then we auditioned Charlie in, because um Funnily enough, no one really got the me and James Bourne duo. And uh, we were kind of going to record companies. No one was really paying much attention. We still had, you know, a few of the songs that we've got now, but um, no one was really paying much attention. Then we then we auditioned and in walks incredibly handsome frontman, Charlie Simpson, <laughs> and we got signed in two weeks. No,
1: shut, up. You know, so shut we, up. All we were missing, these two,
0: you know, dickhead wannabe skater kids all that they needed to do was get a ridiculously handsome frontman and then bang <laughs> you know and we got signed to But you guys two you guys later. were like was unique it.
1: amongst those bands as the as, it, as it, uh, you guys actually wrote and 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 actually performed all your own music you played all your own instruments and stuff or 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 or, you, or am i wrong there or would you-
0: yeah yeah i mean I, I think it's one of it's it's one of those things it's like um it's like we always thought we were going to be blink 182 yeah. Like we always kind of like thought we were going to be like some 41 or something like that, like we were kind of like aiming towards that, and then it wasn't till like our first couple of singles that came out and we were kind of like seeing us on the front of Smash hits and all these magazines we were like, "Oh, we're not we're, we're not quite what we thought we were. you know, we're a very different breed of of band. What's happened here? You know, but, um, you know, but I wasn't really complaining. You know, I was kind of like, cool, this, everything seems to be going well. Don't fucking rock the boat. But Charlie, <laughs> I think because he auditioned in late, I think he came to the band expecting yeah. what we were expecting. And it could kind of be, you know, he was a kind of real, uh, uh, like a much more credible kind of rock musician than I was, you know, and he kind of came from this world. So I think it was much more of a kind of rude awakening to him when he saw that he was, suddenly probably perceived as a, a proper pop band and not really kind of what he ever intended you know but um uh, I think that was more of a shock for him but um but for me I was just like cool everything seems to be going well that's anything
2: yeah but to that but that's quite a tricky thing then right that, that if you because if you're if you're going towards something and you're perceiving yourself as something and then suddenly that you're seen as sort of a pop band but you're like hey we don't want to be a we weren't out to be a pop band, we're meant to be kind of this
1: skater band, this sort of, you know. It's, it's kind of like Jamie, how, you know, like you thought you were gonna be uh, the next Brad Pitt when you went on Made in Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, was I wrong? Yeah. Oh, was I wrong? But it, but it is, when you, when you set out to do
2: something, especially, you know, when you're creating music and you're thinking it's one way and then it's perceived a different way, like, even though you're getting success and you were getting huge amounts of success, do you suddenly think, well, this isn't the type of music that we wanted to make from the beginning? Why, why are people thinking that we're some kind of pop band when we don't?
0: Well, want- that's, that's the thing. It, it was the music we wanted to make from the beginning because that was the music we were writing. We yeah. just came from a pop sensibility. So we came at things. We didn't start in clubs. We didn't gig in, like in punk rock venues our entire life and break off alternative radio, like all the bands that we loved and respected did. We wrote, we sat in our bedroom and wrote songs to emulate them. But me and James especially came from a kind of a, a much more kind of pop angle with the way we were writing. And then Charlie came and bought this kind of whole new alternative kind of world to us. But I think, it, you know, it was our doing, we did it. You know, but um, I think maybe signing to a of record company, they were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? You need to be this, and you will sell fuck loads of records." And they were right, you know. So, um, so we just, we just, um, we did what we were told, and we, and we, and it did really well, you know. But
2: I don't understand how does it. So, you, you guys, you and James had this idea to create a band. You went out there to all these record companies trying to get signed by something, and they were kind of listening to do you just walk in the door do you hand your tape what was the old school way to do it back then because obviously things have totally changed now
0: yeah I mean that's the thing I get asked by people all the time you know what um, my son is in a band or my cousin's in a band like have you got any advice I'm like I don't fucking know what to do I don't even know yeah I don't know how we did it you know I have no idea like there's no there's no path there is you really kind of make your own thing you know but basically me and we 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 had a bunch of songs that we wanted to get recorded but we had no we just had them on a four track in James's bedroom like it was just a four track recorder with a recording device with four tracks and you kind of record like a guitar then a vocal then a guitar you know really basic shit and then um guy that was looking after us gave us the opportunity to go and sing for a demo for a songwriter basically a songwriter had written a song for Westlife that he wanted Westlife to sing and he was like if you come and sing our our song for us then we'll record one of your demos for free. And we were like, fucking brilliant. You know, great. So we came in and sung this song that they pitched to Westlife and they recorded one of our demos at the same time in a couple of days. And when they were sending the pitch in for Westlife, they sent our single in as well. And then it got picked up by um, Simon Cowell. And because Simon Cowell wanted to sign it, suddenly everyone wanted to sign it. And then we ended up signing with Universal. So it was a really a massive bit of luck. You know, I really think it is. We were so lucky to have, kind of said yes to doing so that.
1: we're all part of the same family you know universal yeah. uh you uni- know well made <laughs> in chelsea's with, uh, with universal pictures <sighs> no we're not we're nbc no that's o that that's owned by universal it's nbc nbc, NBC universal okay merger right so yeah right. yeah yeah so know. are you
2: just saying that you and matt willis and i so we're, we're, brothers, <laughs> we're brothers, in arms. <laughs> brothers in arms basically we're like yeah. from the Marines. Yeah. Yeah. But but, it, but it is, it's interesting though, But it is, it's funny how you say that because I, I, it is, so many people will ask you, how do you get into that world and how do you do it? But it is freaking so much luck, isn't it? That you're in the right place at the right time. Yeah, I mean, right I, think, I, think
0: you, I think you live and die by your songs, you know, with, with a band, with music, you live and die, whether you've got a good song or not. You can't polish a turd. Like you, the, you could be, you know, you can tick every other box, but if your single isn't good, you're fucked. You know, in my personal opinion, you know, like um, if you can't grab an but audience. But what if you're
1: like really ugly? What if you're like really ugly, but you write a really great song? It's worked for quite yeah, a few you people. I can think of so, right so now on I? The music chart. Matt Willis. Who are you
2: um, thinking of? <laughs> 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 what, what you thinking? I don't know what you're
0: saying. I don't. Know. I can't think of their, their name right now. But you know, it's worked for quite a few people. You know, so I don't think that matters so much anymore.
2: Because mm. I, I would definitely <laughs> say that now, maybe I'm totally wrong, but before I feel like it was like a package, right? Like it, you, it, you, you know, the sort of late '90s, early 2000s were like sort of boy bands. It was like pop. It was all these. It was all these different things, and it was like a yeah. package together. It was like the image. It was the look. It was the songs. It was everything, and. I feel like now it's not so much about the package. It's more about the sort of songs or is that total bullshit? No, I think you're
0: exactly right. I think um, the thing is that busted never got radio. Did playing.
2: you not? Did like, you have What no people
0: radio don't play? realize is when, when busted first came out, no one played us on the radio, like occasionally like some regional radio station in South End would play us, but like no, no like radio one, no capital, no, nothing like this were playing us, but we broke off TV because people liked our performance and because we were very different i think than the other things that they were being shown but we didn't fit any format because we were kind of we were pop music but we were guitar driven pop music and that wasn't cool at the time it was like if you weren't a boy band or or a girl band you kind of didn't fit in that pop market so where were we we weren't we weren't alternative radio we weren't kerrang magazine we weren't these kind of things but we weren't the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and these kind of things that were coming before us. So where did we, you know, and it just so happened that we correlated at the same time as Avril kind of Levine kind of getting huge, oh, yeah. you know, it was just kind of like, it was like a perfect storm. She really, was a skater boy. Uh, have
2: you, yeah, have have you, she was rad. Have you heard, but apparently, apparently the, have you heard the theory behind Avril Levine that she actually died and someone took her place? Jamie, no, not all this flat earth no, no, stuff. No, 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 please
0: tell God. me please, some of this shit. Mate, please tell me.
2: Mate. Mate, I'm not kidding <laughs> you, say, like, Avril, look, not, mate, it's true. Sorry, Avril, sorry,
1: Matt, but Jamie's a bit of a conspiracy theory. No, I love it, I love it. I love it's it.
2: true, or, it's a little Levine Look, died. If, if I Google this, so Avril Levine, yeah, Avril Levine says that she she died and was replaced by a double a double bond, a doppelganger called Melissa. That's, she, actually, she said that. I'm not that. Even kidding you.
1: No, there was a conspiracy that, that Avril Lavigne had died and she was replaced by a doppelganger. Well, they look, they look like they, you're saying they look like different people, but that could be so, very well be explained away with like. But the r- theory surgery is, or... yeah, the theory yeah. is,
2: is that uh, she was fed up with the celebrity world and hired a double, bo- uh, a body double to represent her at public events, and then she died supposedly.
0: <clears throat> and the doppelganger just carried well,
2: on, the... <laughs> and the other one just went, "Well, this is
1: sweet. I'll still be Avril Lavigne." I mean, it could be forever. true. Well, there's, they, there's the true. same theory about. Paul McCartney, right? They they think that they think that he was replaced by a... Really? He was he died in a car crash, supposedly. Someone... The <laughs> Shut up, yeah. Francis. You're right, just making right. up names now. You're just saying no, it anyway. no, no. It's <laughs> Paul McCartney, there's a, there's a, there's a, you you probably know that one, Matt, that Matt. you must have heard about that
0: one. I've never heard about that one, no. Oh no. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: But Matt, was oh, no, true, true what you were, it was true what you were saying. It, it, because what I think what you guys did was you you sort of created a category where um, okay, so you had you you could listen to people like I don't know, you could listen to people like. Eminem, for example, who would totally one way and that you knew your parents would just get really pissed off at you mm. at and they would hate you, the fact you listened to that. Or you could go the complete other way and listen to someone like NSYNC, which was like a problem. But you kind of came in this middle bracket, which you weren't totally where you were, you know, parents would hate you guys, but also you weren't the other side where you were total boy band. So you kind of came in the middle and that was more exciting, I think, for everyone because, you know, it was, as a as a guy, I suppose, it wasn't cool to like and sync, but you could like bust it, and so could yeah, girls you like could just it. about get away.
0: You, the, you we, could get we, away we, with we, it, right? We, we were the girlfriend's favorite band, who the boyfriend didn't mind them liking. Yeah, you know, that, that, that kind, that kind so of so thing. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's really fucked up. <laughs> Where, <laughs> but,
0: but yeah, like um, uh, I can see why Charlie fucking left. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was, <laughs> it's not quite ever in what we intended to be. <laughs>
2: But when was the point, when was the point when, because, you know, even though you sort of say it's luck and things like that, but what I find amazing is that you were 16 years old, you you reached this fame straight away, you weren't one of these, you weren't one of these bands that were like gigging for, or maybe you were, you weren't gigging for like 10 years, trying to make it, trying to make it, you went straight there to like the top straight away, so you didn't have to, and that is almost harder to deal with because if, you're, if you've been gigging for years and been seeing the industry and understanding the industry and seeing what music is like and then you get to the top, you kind of understand it. But if you suddenly get that fame straight away it's... it's all that
1: all that money, it's just
2: like... <laughs> yeah. It must have it's been genius, tough. Horrible. <laughs> it <laughs> been yeah. tough. Horrible, you know what I mean?
0: It's weird, man. It's weird. Uh, especially kind of coming from where I come from and stuff. It was a very weird mm. kind of like this shit didn't happen to people. Do you know what I mean, like, it, well, it didn't happen to people like me anyway. It kind of like felt like so, so bizarre that it was actually happening, you know, at times. Like, but the thing is, also, what you have to realize is that it's a very different level of fame because Busted were only really famous to Busted fans. Like, if you were a Busted fan, you fucking loved Busted, right? But if you were Pete from the pub, Pete from the pub didn't know who Matt from Busted was. He knew of Busted, you know, because they were those three kids that played the song about the school teacher but he didn't know who I was. You know, so I could pretty much get away with being in life as long as I obeyed certain rules like don't go to a shopping mall on a Saturday. That's a fucking stupid idea. Don't go to a bowling alley ever. You know, these kind of things, you know, like like certain kind of like no-go areas, but the rest of it like I could kind of get away with shit. Like, you know, it only really started to get weird when you know, you go to other gigs, like I loved going and watching bands, it, be, it became impossible to do that, because like the bands that I would love, for some reason hated my the fans of those bands hated my band, you know, so I would go to these gigs with bands that I loved, you know, like, um or punk rock bands and things like that. And I'd be you know, it'd be, it, it would get problematic because people suddenly had a massive opinion of you.
2: I saw this interview once with Elon Musk, right? And, yeah. and it's like a 60-minute interview, just really interesting where he's talk, the, 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 the presenter is talking to him and says, what do you think about the fact that Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin and all these people think what you're doing with space travel is wrong? They think what you're doing is wrong. And he gets, And he gets very emotional. He says, well, they're my heroes. And that really upsets me because that's not yeah. what I want to do in fact I yeah. don't want that to happen at all and perhaps that's the same thing that you may have felt because if you're if you're you're just playing music and all you want to do is love music and, and you obviously it's like you can see you know by the way you hold yourself the way you are you just love music so if mm. you're the for the fans of other bands to dislike you, you, must be like, well, fuck, that's bullshit. That's not what I wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, it right. was, it
0: was, it was, it was quite difficult. It was especially hard for Charlie. Charlie really found it really tough. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a real annoyance for him. It was a weird, um, a weird thing. But then music was so tribal back then. Like, I mean, I don't think it's the same now. Like, I feel like, um, like before, you were either. You know, even at school, indie. you were indie or a grunger yeah. or you were yeah. fucking, you know, like a skater kid, or you were into punk rock, or you were into metal, or you were a teeny bopper, as people would say. You know, all these kind of things. So, wait, like,
2: what's a teeny bopper? What's a like teeny a pop
0: bopper? music fan? You know, like um, like they're, they're like a teeny a Britney bopper. Fan. You, yeah, like something like that. You know, but you you were one of these kind of things, right? Or you liked metal, and you didn't like new metal, or you didn't like, you know, you were very much that yeah. like you were tribal, and that's what you loved, right? Whereas now. I think we're living in a playlist generation where people are listening to, you know, Slipknot and Post Malone and Avicii or whatever. You're kind of getting all these kind of things. Like my playlists are all over the place. I've always been a bit like that, but I I think now people are becoming much more kind of just absorbing music for it being cool and then liking it and being good music rather than them having to fit some kind of genre.
1: Well, it's I think it's it's more democratized in that sense cuz like if you write a good song, it will get like it will spread through Spotify and you know through social media and and everything. Yeah. So it is it has become more of a you know I guess a level playing field in terms of who you know there's not there aren't these gatekeepers to stardom that there once were, you know, hold, you know holding holding the key to success, you know, for 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 whatever bands they anoint as the next pop stars. But now people who are pr- producing good music from all around the world, maybe in their bedroom, uh, you know, like like uh, you know, I guess um, you know, Vici or a lot of these 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 guys who start, you know, just start randomly producing music on Ableton in the, the room. Suddenly they can, you know, have have this huge hit and uh, a, a life changing success from it. Yeah,
2: I don't know. I I, I quite like what that. which
1: which which tribe were you in, Jamie? Yeah, when well, you were at school? I was in the metal one. I, I really, was, you're yeah. into metal. <laughs> I was in. I was in. Wait, the... who were your favorite metal bands? Oh,
2: Nine Inch Nails, wasn't that? Yeah, was that? Yeah, yeah. is that? Yeah, is yeah, that yeah. The yeah. Metal? There you... <laughs> yeah, there we go. I, I like. What I did like, I liked the tribal aspect. I thought of... you didn't really like music before. No, I loved music, but I was um, more. I, I, wasn't indie at all. I definitely wasn't. I was. If, if there's anything that I was close to, it was the teen bopper. Whatever else, was. that was the <laughs> yeah. one that yeah. I
1: was close enough to. I was, I was punk, and then I went be, became indie. And I was called a sort of a, a indie Britpop. I liked like, hip-hop. Uh, as like hip-hop and
2: things like that. I, I've always liked hip-hop. But the...
1: Is that your tribe? That's Is my that tribe, tribe. But I
2: like the tribal... <laughs> I like the tribal aspect of, of music. I like the fact that you had your niche and you had your era and you knew where you belonged. I feel like more people then felt that they were a part of like a family almost you felt like you had a uh, you were part of a group and now i don't think people feel like they're part of a group everyone feels disconnected and actually music used to bring a lot of people together and i feel like now like you said it's like that playlist generation you go to glastonbury you go to whatever it is and you you'll go listen to everyone rather than going to one particular stage and i'm not sure I'm not sure if I like that as much. I don't know. I just remember going to watch Oasis when I was younger, and everyone just going nuts and just being yeah. there. It was like this wave of like emotion and things like that. I don't think we get that anymore. I don't know. What do you think, Matt? Um, I, to, be, to be honest, I feel a bit out of touch of what's happening with music these
0: days. But um, yeah, I still listen to Bling One Eight Two. You know, so yeah, yeah, kind so like I'm kind of, yeah, I'm yeah. kind <laughs> of a bit out of it. You know, but um, but you know, you only have to see what's happening with people like. Billy Eilish and things like that like this is still capturing people there's certain things about yeah. a pop star who's who's you know I think of everyone that I've ever loved right like in music or in you know in any kind of way it's always someone who's a bit different and I'm and, and afraid to not afraid to step out of what is the conventional way of doing things you know and I think um and I think that still resonates with people now you know like you get these people who who come out like Billie Eilish, for instance, who is completely different. I mean, when her first single came out, I heard it once and I was like, what the hell is that? You know, yeah, I heard yeah, it, th- I I heard th- it three again. times and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, <laughs> but um,
1: I actually predicted her success. I saw. I went to her first ever ever <laughs> concert. Shut up. You claim this every time.
2: You claim this yeah, every time. Yeah, but there's, <laughs> what do you mean it? I claim it. There's
1: a, there's a picture proving it.
2: Yeah, but how many times have you been to a gig and gone like, I predict this person's going to be bigger than they do Loads. No, no. I, I I went to
1: the gig because I thought she was going to be big.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've yeah. done. I did that with uh, with uh, Ed Sheeran back in the day. Did you? Yeah, I didn't. Really? <laughs> I definitely didn't do that. But Matt, okay. I just was just because I'm so interested. Just because I think that fame at that age is like yeah. a really intense thing to say. And I think fame in any sort of way is especially intense. I think it's super hard when you're young. Did you did you handle the the fame well because I think being in a band like you when where you have that like cult following that is, is kind of super intense. Did you did you think it was cuz I think what happens is a lot of times is people think it's really fun and then suddenly go actually wait shit this is a bit intense.
0: Yeah, I mean it was it was a bit uh, I mean it was an adjustment. But you know everything. Everything was then. You know, so like my, like our lives really changed over a year to be unrecognizable to what they were before. Like I mean, when the, when what I got to school for came out, we were three, you know, kind of like eighteen-year-old kids who just like who'd nev- not done anything. You know, not been out of. Like, I'd never been out of the country. You know, like I mean, Charlie and James had had, but you know, but I'd never done anything like that. So it was a very suddenly we were touring you know Europe and going to America to shoot videos and all this stuff I was like fucking what is going on you know so it was a it was a really big adjustment for me you know but and but the fame thing I don't, I don't know I don't know if it really um people knowing who I was was very strange but I think when I really noticed that was um was afterwards like after mm. When Busted finished in like 2005 uh, when we broke up I I I really found because people were really interested in the downfall, you know, people were really interested, like the, um, yeah, the, the, the papers and, and these kind of things that would, would kind of, and, and, you know, to be honest, I fed it, you know, because I was a complete wreckhead and falling out of nightclubs and things, you know, so it was a, you know, and I was kind of in these kind of gossip columns everywhere and kind of like, I found that very, um, suddenly it was a different, a different thing. Fame wasn't fun. You know, because when, when it was in Busted, like it was, we were famous to Busted fans and we were kind of like, and we were kind of loved by them. You know, it was kind of cool, you know, but suddenly mm. I didn't have that anymore. I didn't have Busted to be loved for. I just had this other level of fame where I was known for once doing something and I was kind of, you know, not really living up to expectations within myself of what I should have been doing. So I had a weird kind of year or two with it. And then um, I think, but then, but then it changed again when I did I'm a Celebrity, and suddenly I did that TV show, and from from only really busted fans knowing was who I was, to suddenly stepping out of Australia, coming back home, and getting in a black cabin and going, all right, Matt. You know, and going into a news <laughs> agency and going, all right, Matt. I was just like, fucking, what has gone on? You know, that was like it's
2: the same bloke running the news agent who's in the car exactly, well. <laughs> exactly. This
0: <laughs> bloke, he's following me around. You know, but, um, oh, but that right, was Matt. that was that was that was really weird because um, suddenly I was like, oh, now I'm famous. You know, like it was a very, but that, yeah. luckily that only lasted about four months you know and then everyone's fucking on to you know strictly come dancing people you know so it's kind of like it's amazing
1: how short people's attention span is now like yeah completely like 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 even the sort of the love island people they have like a year to like take advantage of it because then there's a whole nother group of them that that everyone kind of yeah i mean obviously there's
0: breakthroughs within each each of these categories and there's people like yourselves who kind of stand assist time and get and do other things but it's um it's um you know, it is a very Francis uh, like that. Francis like that, ja- by the way. I was, just, really oh, no, I was
1: just looking <laughs> at Jamie and just thinking, you do other things. What? <laughs> you know, <but laughs> still, as far as I remember, he's still doing the same thing. <laughs> you know, but like, there is, there
0: is, there is, there is a shelf life, isn't there? And I think, um, yeah, the thing is like, like I remember when I came off, um, I'm a celebrity and everyone was trying to make me do, like the, re- the only reason I did that show is I had a solo album out, which was failing right and like my first two singles did not very well and my record company said to me we're not going to release your album and i was like fucking whoa what the fuck am i going to do in my life and they said well i'm a celebrity i've asked you to go in there it'll be good promo i was like brilliant you know so i'll take it let me get i'll take it fantastic you know and then i came out of that show and everyone was like right you need to do this advert and this appearance and the other and i just said no to everything because all i wanted to do was my was my of my album, which didn't do well after the show either, you know? So it was like, you know, it's, it yeah, was, it was, it was, it was a, but if you can, like. if you, but if you can capitalize on these things, you can capitalize on them, you know? But I don't yeah. think it was, um, it wasn't really in me to really do that. Like it's not why I, why I did it, you know?
1: But also that, that, that kind of being a bit, uh, uh you know, hesitant to do just whatever comes along to try and promote the yeah. the, the fire of your, your uh, fame, I think, you know, uh, often your sustainability as a, as, a, as a personality is is defined by like what you turn down and like, ch- you know, being, being a bit selective about what you do. And that's why I chose to do private parts, because I think, you know, it's, it's, the type of, it's the type of thing which can... Uh, Makes you credible, you know, right? It can r- really lend to my <laughs> credibility and <laughs> you <know>, my future <laughs> political career. Right? <laughs> all, right, all right, Tina,
2: listen, Matt, we've got to hold you there for one second, because Francis, we need to have the question of the week.
1: Oh god! Uh, I love how you again, you just make it up the top of your head. You, how many episodes are we in? All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Got good one. Okay. Um, in seventeen hundred. Yes. How many times bigger or smaller were wine glasses than they are today?
2: Matt, oh, as god. our, as a, yeah, as our guest, you can answer this stupid fucking question. I <laughs> in seventeen hundred.
0: <laughs> I mean, are we talking about in Britain? Do people in, drink in Britain, wine in yeah. Britain? Oh, well, white wine
1: glasses? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're right next to France, aren't we? Yeah,
0: right. Okay. Um, I thought we drank like out of those yeah. ale glasses cakes and oh, stuff. Oh, think, <laughs> I'm thinking of medieval times, right? Yeah, also, um,
1: France is
2: just sent <laughs> in such a patronising way. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously <laughs> close <laughs> yeah, yeah, to, right, to France. Obviously, next to
0: France. I don't know. I know nothing about wine, so I'm I'm going to say they were smaller in 1700 by. By two times. <laughs> two
2: times smaller. Sweet. You think, they're two times smaller. I'm going to go for three times smaller. That's what I'm going to go for because I have no idea as well. Um, right, Matt, listen, that's the end of part one, but we're going to save my diary for part two when we come back in just a second so you can't go anywhere. You ready for part two? Woo! yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. See you in part two.